0: with any profession. If you show that you're dedicated and that you really wanna learn and you wanna do good work, then things will come to you and you'll succeed.
1: Welcome to the Charting Her Course podcast brought to you by the Pacific Coast Business Times. This podcast will give an inside look at women who own and run small businesses on California's Central Coast. I'm your host, Veronica Kuzma. And I'm so excited to put a spotlight on these fascinating businesses in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Ventura counties. This podcast would not be possible without our sponsor, Bank of America. More from them a little later. Bridget Foreman is a partner at Bartlett Pringle and Wolf, an accounting firm based in Santa Barbara, California. In the beginning of her career, Bridget was a new and expecting mother who knew she wanted to be a successful accountant and a primary parent to her two children. Flash forward to current day, and not only did Bridget achieve those two goals, but she is currently one of five female partners at BPW. Listen to discover how Bridget built the life she's always wanted, the ins and outs of choosing public accounting as a career, and why it's always a good idea to ask for what you want even when the odds could be against you. Please enjoy this talk with Bridget Foreman. So hi, Bridget, thank you for taking the time to talk today. I know this is starting to be a very busy time for you, so we appreciate it.
0: Thank you, thank you for the opportunity.
1: Let's start off with you telling us about Bartlett Pringle and Wolf and your role there
0: okay so bartlett pringle and wolf we're actually celebrating our 75th year anniversary which is really exciting and um, we're the largest accounting and consulting firm on the central coast obviously i've not been here the entire 75 years but um it's an amazing legacy to have so we're located downtown in santa barbara and we have seven partners and over 80 team members so we've we've grown quite a bit we serve clients in 39 states as well as internationally. We have many clients that have businesses or reside outside of the U.S. Um, our firm is an alliance member with RSM, which is a large international and national consulting firm. So what that does is that gives us the you know close regional feel, you know, where we can work as a boutique firm and work individually with each of our clients. But we have a very, very deep bench because we can use RSM for anything that comes up that maybe we haven't addressed before. We have expertise at our fingertips, which is really fantastic. So with that, you know, my role at this firm is that I joined the firm in 2003 and became a partner in 2009. And I'm on the tax side. So I'm one of four tax partners. And I've also head up our tax department. So it's my job to make sure that our tax department is fully staffed, that we've got the right technology, the right training and expertise, and that we're handling the needs of our clients.
1: Just because I always think it's fun to hear, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> um,
0: I think like almost every other child at you know, early, early on, I wanted just to be on stage. I didn't care if I was singing, if I was lecturing, if I was juggling, you know, always, always wanted to be on stage. So I would do a lot of um, I would write skits and we would write musicals and we put them on for our families and all of that stuff. But actually, the funny thing is, is we always joke around that nobody wants to grow up to be an accountant, like that just doesn't happen. And for me, actually, in eighth grade, I decided I wanted to be an accountant. And it was because I had this amazing class in middle school where at the beginning of the semester, we all drew from a hat. We drew what's our income level? What's our marital status? You know, what's how many kids do we have? Zero to five. And we took that information and then the entire semester was building our our life based on those factors so we had to find a place to live like look in the paper and could you afford to buy something or were you renting something we had to find a mode of transportation we had to figure out if we had children you know where were they going to school we had to go to the grocery store and map out how we were going to feed our family whatever size it was you know and cost it out and at the end of it or maybe it was maybe in the middle, we also had to do income tax returns for ourselves and to really understand, okay, if I'm getting a salary of X, how much does that really put in my pocket after taxes that I can spend on all these other things? And that whole class, I just loved it. I loved the puzzle and just figuring it all together and trying to figure out how I could entertain my family of three. I was a single single parent with not enough money. So it was a challenge and, you know, I just saw that and just, you know, actually wrote a paper on how I thought that this was something that I might be good at and something that I would like to do. So I'm the the weird unicorn that actually wanted to be an accountant.
1: (laughs) That's a good story. I love that. So let's talk about your career path leading up to now.
0: Yeah, so um, I went to UCSB, so I'm originally from Oklahoma City. Uh, I went to UCSB and decided that I was never going to leave Santa Barbara. Uh, it's something about you know going from a landlocked state to mountains and ocean. It's amazing. So right out of college, I pretty much grabbed the first job I was offered, and that was in the hospitality industry. So I worked with a large resort in town and worked my way through their accounting department. So yeah, receivables, payables, credit analysis i did cashier i learned the payroll general accountant internal audit Um, and after several years of working kind of my way through middle management the next promotion was going to take me outside of santa barbara um, which again was not what i wanted so at that point i remembered that i wanted to be a public I wanted to be in public accounting I kind of had that oh wait (laughs) didn't I say I wanted to do that so at that point I started studying for the CPA exam I took a job with a bank doing a credit analysis for equipment leasing I did that for a year while I studied for the exam and then entered public accounting so yeah so it took me a little while to get there I worked with a smaller firm first learned a ton really grateful for everything that I learned with that firm. It wasn't the right culture fit for me. So I left after, you know, started a family. And so I ended up leaving that, hung my own shingle for a couple of years, realized that I didn't want that either. I missed collaborating with other professionals. And then that's when I came to Bartlett Pringle and Wolf in 2003. Um, and, And the kind of the funny story with that is that I came on as a seasonal tax preparer so I was really just being hired for tax season and on a part-time basis because I had a two-year-old and I quickly learned that this was the environment I wanted to stay in that I really enjoyed the culture here so I requested a meeting with the then head of the tax department and the managing partner and sat down with them and asked them if they had a position for me on a more permanent basis but I wanted to make sure I could still work on a part-time basis. I wanted to let them know that I was one month pregnant. So I was going to need maternity leave during the next extension season. So now that they're hiring me, but they weren't going to have me during that critical time. And also want to make sure that there was a path for promotion that I wanted to be able to become a manager was my goal at that time. And I remember they kind of smiled at me a little bit and, and later I've learned that they call out afterwards and thought, wow, well, she's either really ambitious or completely out of touch with everything you can accomplish. But, um, but they took me on and that was great. So I was able to work on a part time basis. You know, So I was the primary parent during the work day for my children and my husband was commuting and I got to do that and build my career for six years with that construct um, until 2009. In 2009, I had been promoted up to and invited to join the partnership. And it was and at that point, um, I decided that I wanted to work on a full time basis, because I was really looking forward to that my children were older, and my husband really wanted to switch roles. So that's what we did at that time. It's pretty exciting.
1: That's so great that you had the fortitude to ask for those things early on because that's not really something maybe people think that they could do or or say. So that was pretty great,
0: yeah, I think that's why they laughed a little bit when they <laughs> brought me on is, you know, and and I just figured at that point I had nothing to lose. you know, i I knew that I really liked it here. um, but I knew I also wanted to. I wanted to have it all. I wanted to be the primary parent at home. I wanted to be able to pick up from preschool and do all of that stuff. So I was pretty fortunate that that worked for both of us. Yeah.
1: So what's something people should know about this field that they may have no idea about? Um,
0: so when people think of Public accounting and especially, well, maybe not especially, but, you know, I, my mind's always focused on the tax side. Uh, you know, you always think of bean counters, you know, people that love the math, people that are just all about numbers and and this profession, yes, lots of numbers and we have to make sure they're right and all of that stuff. But it's really more about law, um, you know, as, as a CPA, we've got to understand you know, the, the laws and learn how to interpret them and hopefully use them to our client's advantage. So it's really more about digging into the code and figuring out, you know, what opportunities are there, what limitations are there. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, the law changes in some fashion, I don't know, three to five times a year, it seems like it's been the, the mode lately. So it's always... You know, digging into those details, uh, on again, on the tax side, we don't always get regulations or, you know, good explanations from the IRS on what the law means until, you know, a year or two after it's been enacted. So we've got to, you know, figure it out on our own in the interim. So that's, and I, and I don't think that that people go into being a public accountant thinking that they're going to focus on tax law, but that's really, that's really where the value is
1: how has what you've learned in life so far influenced the type of work that you do
0: so personally you know when i look at you know my client base and where i like to focus a lot of my time i work with a lot of family groups and i work with a lot of clients that have you know a large structure whether it's you know tiered entities or multi-generational groups And they all have a little bit of mess in them, which is just kind of inherent in that. I think that through my life, and especially after having children, to be frank, I learned that time, you know, energy and time is limited. So, you know, you you can't stress out about everything, you can't complete everything in one hour. So, you really have to be mindful about how you approach things. And I really appreciate the process and the methodology to get from point A to B. And I think that influences not only how I work, but the the clients that choose me and that I choose to work with is because they're the ones where I feel like I can help them in that area. I felt that I've I've gained a lot of um, comfort in taking a crazy, chaotic, messy situation and Trying to bring some order and structure to it. Um, and I think that's, yeah, and I think that's mostly just from recognizing my own limitations and realizing that we all have them. So, you know, where can we focus and do things well? What can we push aside or what's really not worth the energy?
1: So, Linda has a question and she says, is there a structure or path? for you to mentor up and coming young executives, especially young women?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I think mentoring is huge. And I think that all of us can benefit from it. I know that I still feel like I'm getting mentored and I really appreciate it when I get that. So yeah, the pathway is really finding who, is doing something that you think that you might be interested in, or who has a philosophy or an approach in life that you think you can identify with, and then reaching out to them for help. So, in our firm at Bartlett Pringle Wolf, we have a pretty large mentor program, and we even have you know buddies for our interns that we hire just for tax season, and yeah, the mentor, the buddy is. Yes, can help you with process, procedure, you know, who do I ask for reimbursement? You know, where do I code my time to that you know, kind of smaller things, but it's really about career development and about spending time to sit down and say, okay, you know, what's working well for you? What's not working well for you? And where do you want to go? What's your next step? And let me help you get there. And and I feel like that supportive environment not only really helps you know young women make it through industry, but it also adds that person personal element, which I think that is extremely valuable because we're we are people we're all individuals and so I think that's really a good piece of that
1: so I would imagine that traditionally this has been a more male dominated field and has there been a shift in this over time, and what's been your experience?
0: Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> So yeah, when I first joined public accounting, uh, the firm that I joined was, you know, 90% male, all the partners were male, all the, you know, managers or higher level um, staff were male. And the women were just the, the newbies, like myself, or administrative staff, just like the support structure. And What I found is that over time, more and more women have been graduating in accounting. So luckily we've had an influx of women into the profession. And I think even earlier than the recent COVID, the industry has seen that there is a need to be flexible in order to retain top talent. So what's happened, you know, and one of the reasons why I succeeded at this firm and why others succeeded at this firm is that there's a feeling of if you're a valuable you know individual to bring onto the team, you're going to be a great addition to the team, I'd rather have you for twenty hours versus zero, or I'd rather have you, you know, a different time frame than the traditional work day instead of not at all and you know as women you know we're the child bearers and oftentimes not always but oftentimes we are the primary parent you know um during the day to you know work with child issues and for that you need flexibility from your employer in your career you have to have that or else it doesn't work and we've been able to really be super flexible with that, because, again, if I'm talking about tax returns, but also on the other side on audit, it's not about working nine to five and clocking in and out. It's about, you know, what's the end result and when do we need it by? And then it doesn't matter when you work on that, as long as you're available to collaborate with others. So it's really helped. I mean, at bartlett Pringle wolf of our seven partners, five are women. So we have... And Bartlett, Pringle, and Wolf were all men. So you can see how that's changed over 75 years. And I think that that's lent to an an environment that's, yes, very professional. You know, we're steeped in expertise, but we're also very uh, in tune with the individual, whether it be our individual clients or individual staff members giving back to our community. That's all very, very important. And I think that's all part of that female influence if you will my male partners probably won't like me saying that
1: but it's okay there's five of you now (laughs) (laughs) and now a word from our sponsor bank of america asked central coast businesses what would you like the power to do listening to your answer is how we learn about what matters most and help you achieve your goals That's why we've lent over a half billion dollars to Ventura, Santa Barbara, and San Luis Obispo counties, small, mid-sized and commercial businesses, because we don't just work here, we live here. What are some of the biggest rewards in this industry? And then on the flip side, what are some of the hurdles?
0: So for me, the number one biggest reward is the connection to people. So. You know, in this industry, and this is what I tell newer staff when we come on, is that every single client that we work with, whether it's an individual or a business or a trust or an estate, they all have had some level of success. So they've all, you know, either accomplished something or accomplishing something, you know, leading on to something else. They all have great stories um, and we can learn from all of them. So even though we are providing a service, you know, getting to know, you know each individual client, you get this rich story of this amazing human that's done amazing things. And that's for me, that's extremely rewarding is to be able to partner up and collaborate with these individuals and in these businesses that are doing amazing things. So I think that's one of the biggest rewards of the industry. Also, you know, the continual learning piece. You know, it's you don't get bored. Every day is different. So every client is different. Like I said before, laws change. You know, how what we have to report, when we have to report, all of that changes often. So you're always on your toes and that keeps it exciting. You're, you know, I never wake up and think today is going to be boring because it never is. Um, and then finally, it's the flexibility. Flexibility is huge. Um, in our industry you can like i said you can work different hours you can you know work full-time full-time plus you can work part-time as long as you've got you know your techno techno technical expertise hard to say um sometimes harder to obtain and as long as you've got that and you've got a good work ethic you can basically write your own course of how you want to work which is really huge, especially in today's environment. We have many employees that have moved out of state for family reasons or what have you, you know, or need to work from home because of other things. And we can allow all of that and and work remotely with each other. And it's just really amazing. On the flip side, hurdles. I think the biggest hurdle is just sometimes it's daunting we've got a task at hand we've got to get from a to b and we're not in control of 50 percent of the process so that's that's the hurdle or the challenge i'd say in this profession is that you know to put it to a very simple you know simple lane, we've got to get a tax return done and We know how to do it, but first we have to get all the information in. We have to get it from the client, from third parties. You know, there's corrections. We don't have control necessarily of the timing of all of that. So then that dictates how much time we have to get the return out the door. And then some of these years, you know, forms change and laws change in the middle of everything. And then you've got to regroup. So the the biggest hurdle is, I guess, maybe accepting that and just saying, okay, we're not going to have control of the whole process. So again, let's do the best we can. Let's get from A to B. Let's be as efficient as possible, but also be able to take a breath if if you get hiccups along the way.
1: What has changed since you first began, both professionally and personally? So professionally,
0: the biggest thing that's changed is kind of obvious, I'd say technology. So, you know, Not to make myself sound too ancient, but when I started in this profession, we would work on a a tax return, fill it all out, and then we'd write in pencil on a form how the return was supposed to look. And we'd hand it to somebody else. And there was one person that did all the data entry, and then they'd spit out a tax return. And then we'd look at the output, and again, with our pencils, you know, check it and make, you know, it was just crazy. And now we're, in a life where you know the actual compliance piece, you know, to a certain level is just a commodity. I and mean, people can buy TurboTalks and do their own. You know, it's it's become pretty crazy. So you know, the technology and just those advances have been tremendous and they're changing all the time. I think how that's affected the industry is that, well, everybody needs tax return. That's not where the value is any more of working with a tax professional. I mean, of course, in some, you know, not everybody can use TurboTax. There's ones that are, you know, of course, there's many that are much more complex, but the value of working with a professional in our industry is really in the, the planning and the strategy and the, you know, using the laws to figure out how you can hopefully make them to your advantage. Everyone wants that efficiency and in, in their taxes. So, the the compliance piece is just kind of the end product and hopefully putting, you know, any planning on paper and spitting it out. But the focus really has shifted from compliance to consulting in a way. Um, For me personally, it's changed in that, well, my role has obviously changed. So from going from you know, doing data entry and making sure that I'm capturing everything. You know, it's it's gone more towards the consultative side of, you know, working with my clients one-on-one on, on strategy and, and what's going on in their lives, and what are their goals and how are we going to help them achieve them? So that's changed. Um, and also that it's become more of a year-round industry. So it used to be similar to, you know, teachers get the summers off. And CPAs get the summers off. And that's not as much the case anymore. That you know, workload does go, it's you know, there it is seasonal, yet there's so much happening and there's so many things going on and the complexity has gotten so high that that it's definitely a year-round you know profession. We don't we don't get to completely check out in July anymore
1: so who do you go to for advice
0: i have a a a small village (laughs) to go to for advice so um professionally i I go to my partner group you know nine times out of ten you know the beauty of working with a partnership is that we all have different personalities we look at things from different angles we have different styles but we've all kind of got the common goal in mind so I often go back to my partner group when I'm trying to figure something out to to kind of brainstorm and to you know help me look at something from a different angle, see if there's a better way, and that's been hugely beneficial to me. Um, beyond that, I have two other sources. One is uh, community members I look to a lot. So you know, one thing that I haven't mentioned about our firm is that we Invest heavily in the community of Santa Barbara and the Tri-Counties. So, you know, all of our partners are on multiple boards. We provide an allowance for every single one of our staff members to give back to the community during company time. So, it's paid time to go and volunteer. And when you do that, you meet even more incredible individuals that are doing amazing things. So through my experience on different boards, I've been able to meet some phenomenally accomplished, but also very caring and and amazing people. And so I've created or asked for, you know, mentoring types of uh, relationships with those folks. So it's always nice to speak to somebody that's outside of your industry, again, you know, it's never client specific, but just you know, general of you know, managing what's happening in this world and how in your role in it. Um I think, and then finally I I go home. I go to my husband. So I it's amazing. He's been my rock. And you know, neither one of us are from Santa Barbara. So when we decided to make our home here, it was like, okay, it's us, it's us against the world. And And so he has been my eternal cheerleader and confidant. And, you know, he challenges me too, because he definitely looks at things differently than I do. So, um, but I can always kind of take his perspective and and maybe or maybe not adjust my own uh, when struggling with something. So he's been a good source for advice and support as well.
1: If you could give one piece of advice to a young person starting their career, what would you say?
0: I would tell them first and foremost to be patient. You know, everyone wants to get to the top of the mountain yesterday and you have to climb the mountain first to get on top of it. So to definitely have goals and reach for them, but understand that it, going to take time to reach that goal and sometimes longer than you might first think. But on top of that, I think the number one thing I would tell someone is to just try to do the best you can every day. You know, when when I started out, I did not have aspirations of being a partner of a large CPA firm. I never even thought that was possible. It wasn't in my realm of thinking. I just wanted to do a good job at whatever I was doing. And I wanted to continuously learn and work well with others and, you know, make it enjoyable for me. And that has paid off. So, and I I feel like with any profession, if you show that you're
1: dedicated
0: and that you really want to learn and you want to do good work, then then things will come to you and you'll succeed.
1: What's one thing you're proud of about yourself? And it can be work-related or not. I think
0: the one thing I'm proudest about, and also grateful for, is just that, you know, kind of looking back that I've been able to build the life that I live today. So and that might sound a little conceited, but, you know, I I moved to Santa Barbara, I really had no idea what was going to happen in the next week. And now I can look back and, and see that I have this amazing family, I've Two children that are both in college. They're doing great. We have a very strong family unit. I work in an amazing firm. I've got great partners. We do great work. I'm very proud of Bartlett Pringle, and Wolf and my contribution to that firm. And I get to live in Santa Barbara every single day. And I don't know if everybody feels this way. I don't know if I'm different because I didn't grow up here, but just seeing the mountains every day being able to go to the beach a couple times a week or see the ocean and to be in this community of amazing caring accomplished individuals it's i mean i'm truly grateful and i'm kind of proud of myself for being able to create this life for myself without 100 percent intentionality i mean a lot of it just almost feels like i'm the luckiest person in the world but i know that you know Luck doesn't come without effort. So I think that's what I'm proudest of.
1: I love that. How can people find out more about BPW, Bartler Pringle Wolf?
0: So to learn more about our firm, you can always obviously go to our website. That seems to be, you know, the the easiest way. And that's uh, BPW.com. So we have a lot of information on our website. Um, you can also give us a call. So, you know, I always love to hear from people and to uh, hear what they have and what they need and how can we possibly help. And if we're not the right fit, then we try as hard as we can to help them find the right fit. And then we're also out in the community. We're everywhere. So, you know, definitely if you run into somebody that's from Bartlett Pringle and Wolf, you know, say hi, get to know them. Um, We are all about the people. We're about community and we'd be happy to meet you
1: awesome thank you Bridget that was awesome (laughs) thank you this was charting her course a pacific coast business times podcast the pacific coast business times is the weekly business journal for the central coast with digital and print editions as well as can't miss events for more on the business times and to subscribe please visit our website at pacbiztimes.com A huge thank you again to our sponsor, Bank of America. Bank of America is committed to responsible growth for the clients and communities it serves by listening as they answer the question, what would you like the power to do? We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you stream podcasts. For more info on this podcast, please visit... Packbiztimes.com under Charting Her Course. We are also on Instagram at Charting Her Course. We'd love to hear suggestions on future guests as well. This podcast is developed and produced by Linda LeBrock and me, Veronica kuzma Associate producer, editor, and provider of emotional support, all done by Viana Mabonic. Our gorgeous artwork was done by Corey Iniguez of Dandelion Designs. Check out her website at dandeliondesigns.com. Our very cool theme music was created by Nicholas LeBrock. Thank you, Nicholas. Lastly, we're all out charting our own courses in business and in life. So while we're out there, let's wave and say hi to each other. We're in this together.